0: another episode of mountaineer kingdom do talk real men manly talk uh want to thank everybody for watching and joining us um want to help us out subscribe like share um sure share we're trying to grow the grow the kingdom every bit, of, every bit of support we get helps hey it's not like what's that uh jim carrey movie it's not like you ever made a mistake dumb and dumber um but we're gonna we we like to just have conversations around a table that most people have. We love to give each other a hard time. That's what the shishare comes from. But we're retiring that. You must have missed that vote. No, we're not retiring. No, yet.
1: we're not it, it was I was voted against the thought of retiring. No, no, we're not retiring that.
2: I, I, yeah.
3: This is like this, this is a this no, this is a media company and let me tell you, buddy, you were a one vote against four votes on that, so guess what? Shot down.
0: Yeah. Share. And, shot uh, down. Yeah, well, you lose, you lose. But today we're going to be talking about biblical manhood. Um, this is something that's near and dear to my heart. It's you look at society's issues and all the things that we're struggling with, and I think it goes back to to where are the real men at? Where are the biblical, godly men at? You can look at all the stats of fatherless homes, and uh, I have I have some of those. We'll go over here in a little bit, but men not stepping up and. and Heeding their call of God or being the, the man of the house, even. They're being dictated and told what to do by, by Jezebels, and we, we men have got to step up and, and take their authority back.
3: Here's half your problem with today's society. Most of your men don't even know that they're men anymore sure. be, because of half of the stuff that's going on. Uh, men are
2: trying to be women. Women are trying to be men.
3: Nobody knows what the heck's going on.
2: And society is trying to take away real manhood. Even men trying to be men, they they call it toxic masculinity, yeah. because as if it's a bad thing. Now, the word toxic obviously connotates negativity, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, just they're they're saying toxic masculinity is anybody just standing up and saying no to certain
1: things. That's been going on for a while. No, like Rush Limbaugh used to call it chickification of America, and getting getting rid of the uh, the manhood in uh, mm-hmm. in the United States and. Uh, for at least through the the loud minority, they're they're starting to succeed. But I think the silent majority is still there. That dudes are still dudes.
2: Well, it's coming back. It's coming back. Now, I forget.
0: The, the, it's an older guy. He does these motivational speeches, and he, I mean, he's very out of pocket. Like he does. He's he's pretty vulgar. But I saw a clip where he's describing what his dad was like. And his dad was in WW2, a man's man. And he's now your he generation of dads, and it's a guy in a dress. And it's this sissified man, and you're like, no wonder we're losing in a, as a country. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, you, did you know the guy or know of him?
1: No, he but, said WW2, and I was like, he wrestled? It's WWE, Jared. Jeez. <laughs> you should go back to <laughs> yeses.
0: <laughs>
1: yes. Um, so you start talking about, like, um, kind of – off-color uh, motivational speakers, and my mind went straight to um, the uh, the character Robert De Niro played in uh, uh, Men of Honor with Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah, yeah, that's a great movie.
0: No, no. As soon as you say Cuba, Cuba, Cuba. Yeah, the,
1: he, he when I was in high school, he came to the not Robert De Niro, but the the guy he portrayed in, in the movie came to my school and did this big motivational speech. He would have never been able to do that speech today because it was so non-politically correct. Even in Perfect. the late 90s. That's
2: what we need. And that's another made-up word. Politically, Politically correct. correct. Yeah. It's yeah. a made-up word. It's garbage. But going back to the World War II thing, um, there's a um, small video of this. We'll call him a boy because he's definitely not a man, but working at Starbucks, I think, complaining about how he's been there for six hours and he's overwhelmed and people are asking him to do all these things. He's crying on video, whining. Whining. About certain things. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that this kid, well, maybe 18, 19 years old, in World War II, 18, 19 year, 19 year olds, 16 year olds lying about their age, jumping out of airplanes, running tanks, saving our freedom in our mm-hmm. country. I shudder to think of a draft today with these little snowflakes. Oh my gosh. Having yeah. to go. They'll cry and wet their pants. They won't <laughs> be there. And it'll be guys <laughs> like us, 40 years old. I'll be on the front line if I had you to. You got to do what you
1: got John Cry. Uh, christ the the, mm-hmm. com- the christian comedian he was talking about how wouldn't be able to go to war today because they'd be oh look at my selfie out in the front line oh i can't eat that that's got gluten in it yeah <laughs> uh,
0: for sure so, so you said the 16 year olds my my Popo Paul and my dad's dad he um i think he was in the middle or he was just about to turn 17 he lied twice to get into boot camp so he lied on the paperwork to go in because he had to support the family. Mm-hmm. I don't for whatever reason I don't know what happened to my great grandpa, um, but he was the provide. My papa was the provider as the oldest son. He lied to get into boot camp so he could start getting the money in. But he wanted to go to the war. They found out about his age, sent him back. Then he becomes eighteen, goes back through boot camp twice before um, he was shipped over. I'm surprised
2: they found out about his age because there's a lot of guys that just fell through the cracks. Yeah, and they went. Yeah.
0: And I will never forget we did a, a little talk with him, and he would, he's one of those when he would talk about the war, which was not often. You could just see him go back to that moment. And I wish we would have put a recorder down or something and right saved those stories because that's, that's a man's man. And it's not because he went to war and it's not because he was a, I'm going to lead by force he led by love mm-hmm. right he was the one of the funniest people i've ever known um it's where i get my sick twisted humor I mean, i'll never forget when he passed away um everybody's downstairs in the we're outside in the parking lot we just couldn't leave the hospital for some or leave the property for some reason and we were all going to go to bob evans get lunch because it had been a long stressful day and we're just waiting around and it got quiet and my aunt comes out and she did not like this joke and it was What's everybody waiting on? I'm like, oh, we're just waiting on Pablo. And it, it was he would have loved that because yeah. he was always trying to break the tension and 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 cut up.
3: So it's his fault you're the way you are.
0: <laughs> if it gets awkward, let's just make a joke. But um, but he but he led with love. He led with passion. And I love the phrase we like, we treat our families like Christ treats the church. We love them like lambs, but we defend them like lions. But if we're allowing our kids to make the choices, or and I'm not saying wives can't make choices, it should be in an agreement. But then we're giving them our authority. No wonder boys think they're they girls, and girls think they're boys. Or mm-hmm. they can talk to anybody they, the way they they feel they need to talk because their feelings matter.
2: Well, Come on. Even going back to the structure of how God created us, you know, even if if there was a draft today, you know, these men they went out of love for country, love mm-hmm. for the family, and, and they felt that duty. Like, who, if no one else goes, I'm going to go. Yeah. And so if that happened today, a lot of women would nag their husbands. You're going to leave me and go to war. You're going to do this. Women back then, they said, I love you. You come back home. Yep. And they went into factories and made tanks and ammunition and sold uh, bonds and all that stuff, war bonds, to support the war and support the people there's just it's it's all out of whack right now
1: it goes back to what we we kind of talked about one of our early episodes last year on just the the spirit that's taking over america and that uh jezebel spirit that's here and the spirit of baal coming in in full force hijacking what god has ordained yeah
0: it was small steps at first, and now it's like there—it's it's leaps full, and bounds. It, it's
1: full force. <laughs> Pole it, it, especially
0: in a time where we need godly men more than ever, right. and it's—and it's putting him first. It's not putting your wife first, not putting your kids first, or your feelings first. Put God first, and let Him give you new desires, and let Him of your heart, and let Him shape you to the man He wants you to be, because He'll do it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the other thing that we we struggle a lot with is we're we're looking for people to make us happy. And that's not that. That's putting too much weight on somebody else. You know, um, I was listening. This is an old, um, old, old speech that John Maxwell did, and he he said that his his wife was actually given a, a talk, and uh, the the person that w- there was a question. This is does John make you happy? And she goes, John was like, yeah. He says, I, I was there like straightening my tie, getting my jacket all straightened out. He says, yeah, I'm, I make I make her happy. And she goes, no, he doesn't. God makes me happy. Nice. And he's like, for a second, I was deflated. But then he's like, then the Holy Spirit hit me and says, no, she's she's right. Mm-hmm. And but that's us as a culture. That's us as men, um, or as as the male species. Not necessarily uh, uh, everyone's men, but the male species. Right. They, they they're looking for something to make them happy. Instead of looking to God. On
2: drugs or in the arms of the wrong people yep. and identity and all this stuff. And we kind of hit that point when we talked about COVID a long time ago. You know, uh, were we affected financially, this, that, and the other? No, we all had the joy of the Lord. I mean, uh, we were affected probably physically a little bit, mm-hmm. but we didn't, we weren't locked up in a cave and sad all that time. We had the joy of the Lord. That's where it comes from. The only source is the Lord.
0: And what a lot of good family bonding that happened during mm-hmm. COVID. You can, Yes, people died. Yes, there was a lot of darkness in the world. But in our home, we got to spend more time with each other. Like, I didn't. I worked two weeks on, two weeks off um, at my old job. And I got two weeks to spend with the kids. And I'm like, man, I never get to spend, other than taking time off and spending a ton of money and going on vacation. It was nice. Like, I, I, you get to see them grow up. They, We don't have them very long. And the time that we get to be there, we need to make a count. And that's why when the ch- a lot of churches shut doors thank God we at least did online um, which and in, in, in that's a positive that came out of COVID there's a lot of churches that are doing a lot more online and getting the word out but mm-hmm. w- you're, the joy's in the Lord um, I forget who was saying it might have been Driscoll uh, my wife can be a good wife and a good woman but she's not a good God uh-huh. God is a good God and he's a good father and that's who we need to keep our focus on I'm going to write that down for her and tell her you're not my God. <laughs> then tell her to calm down. That goes overwhelming. You want some manly advice? Just tell her to calm down and get over it.
2: Get, get over it. Yeah, that's a good one.
3: We'll put an asterisk on that.
2: So what does it mean to be a man of God?
0: Um, one, I think it's character. It, it's a man works. He gets up. He's not a sissy. He, he provides. He protects. And he leads um, through the Holy Spirit. You can't do it on your own. And if you do, it's going to fall. I mean, how many men are um home but they're not present like they're not involved and we talk about getting lost in phones and tvs and stories or whatever it is we're doing and our kids we don't even how many times do we not hear them how many times is is, as a family unit are we not actually making connection we're talking to each other but is it important is it matters is the stuff that matters um and I think we can use Galatians as a good a good stepping stone. Are we walking in the flesh or are we walking in the spirit? Right? So before we can use the Bible as a mirror to project Christ to the world, we can use it as a magnifying glass to look at us and examine ourselves. to um, we'll pull that up. What do you think it means to be a man?
2: Well, just looking over my notes here, you know, we we think about our earthly fathers and you know, sadly there are some dads out there that sons grow up and say, I don't want to be anything like him. Mm-hmm. But I think everyone here We could say we want to be like our dad, you know, Mm -hmm. in some shape or form or maybe completely. So as Christian men, we need to recognize ourselves as sons of God, you know, be in a position of sonship and say to ourselves, I want to I want to be like God. And how do you do that? Unless you walk with them and talk with them daily. Like you said, Mm -hmm. you know during COVID, we got to be with her, our kids and stuff. We need to seek him and we need to have understand our position of sonship and then take it with humility and then lead Mm-hmm. your home, your workplace, friend, friend group, you know, cause you just have to you say, you want to grow up as a Christian and say, I want to be like my dad, you know, not not daddy God, daddy God, but just, you know, recognize nah. him as your, your father, your heavenly father and say, this is the image that I want to portray. And you, you can only do so by seeking him and seeking the word. Yep.
0: Well, even go back to, I think a great example of what a man is is go back to the first man, Right. God created the garden so and we've talked about this but God blesses Adam with a home and he says um, he took the man into and settled him into the garden and said cultivate it and care for it what does cultivate mean to grow mm-hmm. right to expand it so he's given resources and this is before the curse and it, it he got to name all the animals and in that time what is why is the importance of naming something shows ownership mm-hmm. right and the animals were already created but god gave it to adam to name them which i always found that very so god gave the the ownership ownership and stewardship of the garden and earth to, to man and what's the first thing we do when we get a little bit of responsibility give it away
2: <laughs> yeah
0: i mean that's what we shouldn't be doing but that's what adam did and i always i talk so adam falls they go into the garden, cover themselves because of their shame, and Adam or God's like, Adam, where are you? So Adam goes into the blessing of God, covers himself with the resources that God gave him to hide from God. We're all blessed in one way or another. The The scripture that gets misquoted to me is well, God wants us to be wealthy. Well, what's wealth to you? Is wealth money? Is it family? Is it helping people? What's important to you? And we we can't be blessed and then go sit in the pew. We can't get what God gives us and then not return to him. It's like, Oh, I got my blessing. I have my home. I have my family. I'm good now. I'm not going to go work. I'm not going to go volunteer and I'm not going to go serve. That's nonsense. And that's weak. Yeah. Uh, it fires me up.
2: Well, and there's a lot of people out there also says, well, I, I don't know if I'm, if I'm called to serve. No, you're called to serve somewhere. You somewhere. Just, you've got to ask the Lord, where are you wanting me to be used? Mm-hmm. You know, even, uh, uh, pastor Charlie, when he stepped down, he said, oh, I'm, st- I'm stepping down, but I'm still looking for something else to do that mm-hmm. he's able to do. You know, it's health, it was health issues. So I understand a man at that age with health issues, but he still says, I'm going to look for an area where I'm, I can still serve. Yep. And that's a servant's heart. Well,
0: you, you get know. to retire from the kingdom when you get to go to heaven. That's when you can retire.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You can still, there's pray. still
0: something to do.
2: You can still be a prayer warrior.
3: You can still sweep the floor. There's still stuff you can do.
0: And yeah. that being said, I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but and I, I've heard people complain recently, and and men especially, oh, there's too many women leading stuff. Well, then get up and do something. Mm-hmm. Why are you sitting back if you don't like that women are leading? I have no issue with um, women stepping up and doing what they're called to do especially when men are complaining about it getting done. then you, well, that's be, biblical. You yeah. be the change. It was a,
2: uh, it? What was the woman? Um, I'm, I'm terrible. Deborah. Yeah. 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 Deborah. They, they stepped up when men wouldn't. It wasn't that God called them to lead. They just said, I need to, because men aren't at this time. Mm-hmm. And so that's what's going on. So men, you want to gripe and complain, we'll do something about it. Yes. You know, uh,
0: Or if I can't go on this trip Or I can't be in this ministry Okay, I'm in kids ministry currently And It can be stressful I mean 35 or 30 Kids that are ages 5 to 12 It can get loud Mm -hmm. It can be a little stressful But we're also mentoring the next generation And teaching the next generation of men To step up What's more noble than that? And it's it's like pulling teeth to to get to I get believe help. it's in judges, Jared. Um, well, even in in uh, what was it? Ezekiel. I got my notes. It
2: Deborah or Ruth? I feel like it was Deborah. It Deborah. But I, Deborah. I mean, she was
0: the okay. first judge.
2: Fact check me. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Um, but Ezekiel it says, I looked for someone among them who would build up the wall and stand before me in the gap and on, in the gap on behalf of the land, so I would not have to destroy it. But I found no one. So here's God. Searching the world for someone, especially a man to step up that can intercede with him and commune with God. And, the, and the, so God can work through that man. And he couldn't even find a man. So he had to curse the land.
1: Well, let's, so, uh, what, what I was, what I was getting the story confused was I was thinking of Esther, not Ruth, no. No. Oh, right, the okay. story of Esther, but I mean, cause that was another area to where the men of Israel weren't stepping up oh, right. mm-hmm. and she had to fill in the gap because yeah. they weren't doing their job.
2: Led by the Holy Spirit.
1: Led by the Holy Spirit. Thank yeah. God for godly women.
2: Well, yeah, 100%. But uh, go back to where God came to the garden and says, Adam, where are you? God does not need to ask, right. where are you? God, he knew exactly physically where Adam and Eve were hiding. But he was asking, where are you spiritually? Where are you in my in your relationship with me? Mm-hmm. I gave you this. I gave you dominion. I gave you authority. All that you could possibly need And now you're not even walking near me. Where are you? It was an absolute rhetorical question because he knew exactly where he was. But it's where are you, man of God?
0: And he took the command of not eating from the fruit. So it was Eve wasn't created when Adam was told not to eat from the from the tree. Adam obviously explained that to Eve. But what else did Adam add to it that God didn't say? I can't even touch it. Where did God say that? He didn't. So we get the message, and then it's and we do it. We do it in our lives today. We get a point, and then we add our own spin on it. Here's why we don't. He never explained the whys. He just said, "Don't do it. Don't touch it. Go go anywhere near it." Well, that's not what God said. God just said, "Don't eat from it." So he added extra pressure on Eve by doing that, and that's when Satan can swoop in. When we're not perfectly aligned with God, Satan yep. and his his demons are waiting for that moment. They're way better practiced at, at with their craft than than we are sometimes, and we need to get we need to get the word back in our heart.
2: So what what are what are some steps that so we can unleash biblical manhood?
0: I think so. We talked about Galatians earlier. I think we need to. If you haven't read it, um, sixteen through eighteen talks about the importance of the never ending battle between the flesh and the spirit. Um, but 19 talks about walking in the flesh, and it says, "Now the works of the flesh are obvious: sexual immorality, moral impurity, promiscuity. Uh, that's a tough one for a, southern dude. for a southern dude. Promiscuity. There it is. <laughs> Idolatry, sorcery, hatred, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and anything similar. So I even like how it says anything similar. So if it's not one of these, it's like, oh, so here's this random box that if it's similar." We found yours poison. Uh, I am warning you about these things, as I warned you before. Those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So that's, I think we need to know the difference between the flesh and the spirit. The spirit is joy. It's love. It's patience. It's kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against such things. Um, So we need to be in the word, and we need to examine that and see, so are are we judging or are we love? Right, or we joy or are we go in fits of anger? So we need to examine ourselves and see if we're walking in the spirit. I heard it said that most men don't like to go home because they don't like what home becomes when they get there. Well, then you need to walk in the spirit and bring the Holy Spirit into the house and not your flesh. Right. Right. And it's, it's just communing with God and reading his word and letting him guide you to what it is.
2: So talking about, you know, how we are often led by the flesh, and that's that's a natural occurrence mm-hmm. in today's world. So Tony Evans, you know, I do a lot of, this is his Bible, study Bible, Kingdom Men Rising is a book that great book. Uh, I, I did a class on. It's a great book. And so he's got four points on how to unleash biblical manhood. The first one is, is get up. And it's talking about, you know, there's a guy from Acts 3 who was lame from birth, couldn't walk, mm-hmm. and so his whole life, he didn't know that he can he could walk. You know, that's fleshly. That's you're, you're trusting in and believing in what you see in the natural. And that's completely natural. If a guy wakes up and says, I can't walk, I mean, that's not a lie. He can't walk. But where's your faith, right? So in Acts 3, it's talking about how uh, this guy has been going to this place for years and years and years, begging and begging and begging. And then Peter and the disciples walk by, and he asks Peter for some money. And Peter says, so I don't have any money to give you but I have something that I can give you and it's just talking about uh, you know the Holy Spirit I can give you Jesus I can give you healing get up get up and walk and the guy he accepted it and got up and walked so I think today in, in society men have to be able to say no matter my circumstance I need to get up and what's the old phrase pull myself up by my bootstraps or something like that
0: AOC would beg to differ
2: Pull my bootstraps up by them. I'm understand. an idiot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, he he was he thought of being able. Uh, I'm sorry. My notes are here. Was never, he was never able to walk and didn't even have a thought of being able to. But faith got him up. And, you know, at the same time, he didn't even have the emotional capacity. He was mm-hmm. downtrodden. You know, he was physically disabled, also emotionally disabled. And we see a lot of men in society today Uh, I lost my job that you know wasn't the job that I used to love I I can't go work here no listen if you're the man of the home even if your wife is making more money than you you get up and you go get the job that you can get work yourself up and it reminds me this is just off cuff the Frito-Lay guy Hmm. Uh, there was a a janitor that worked at Frito-Lay but he did his job the best that he could do every single day to the point where The CEO of Frito-Lay said, I want him to be my janitor up on this floor because he does such a great job. In that meantime, he did such a great job. He was able to have conversations with the CEO to the point where they became good friends. And then one day this guy says, hey, I've got a great idea for a chip. And I believe it was the chili cheese Fritos. And now there's chili cheese Fritos from a janitor. You know, and I paraphrase, there could be some longevity, the stuff wrong, so people don't you know, cut my legs. Off no, just attacking. That. <laughs> I'm just saying, you get up. You whatever your circumstance is, men. It might suck. It might be tough. And it might be your third job that you lost. So what? This yeah. man was lame since birth for 40 years, but he said, "All right, I'm gonna get up with faith." First, you got to find Jesus, and with that, you have faith. You yeah. know,
1: it's only by faith we're saved by grace. Get up
0: it reminds me go ahead
1: so i had a at a moment just kind of what what you were talking about with uh you lose your job you still go out and and work just to, so but what about 6 or 7 years ago i lost my job it was un, somewhat unexpected and um uh i couldn't just sit around the house and my wife was like won't you just hang out here take care of, help take care of the kids while you're kind of getting back on your feet feet again so i can't And uh, so I sold cars for about a week or so that didn't work. And uh, um, I went to, uh, there's a pretty, it was a pretty nice car wash at Morgantown. I was like, I've got to work. I just have to do something to feel like I'm contributing to this house. Mm -hmm. And worked there $7 an hour. It, It barely was paying my gasoline to drive over there. But it was still. I was being productive. I was still getting things done because I just could not stand sitting around the house and not going out and trying to contribute to to the household.
0: Uh, we we were never growing up. We were we were always pretty. Money was always really tight. Always, if gone altogether. And my dad worked at um, hospital and man for. I think from he when he was eighteen to almost forty, and he started as a janitor and worked his way up. And that hospital closed. The profits weren't what the company thought it would be. Not that there wasn't profits; it just we needed more, so they they shut it down. And right when we were starting to really be somewhat comfortable, bottomed out again, and it impacted a lot of people in our community. So my dad, the first thing he did was I don't even think he waited. To get home, I think he went to this new telemarketing place that had opened up immediately. Now they they had some warning, but as soon as his shift was over, he went he went to this telemarketing place, and I'll never forget. Uh, my dad is very dry, very quiet, very quiet. He can stand; he doesn't sit. He stands all day and watches TV, and he'll nod. That's he, 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 you know, arms are always folded. Looks like Brett the Hitman Hart, long hair, and he just stands <laughs> I mean, there. And he's real <laughs> short and stout. He's probably five five. Is he rests on WW two. And yeah, WW2, and um, he goes to this telemarketing place, and it's not, yes. this is not his game, right? Wow. And I'll never forget, he goes like, oh, I'm going to EMT, I'm going to be in EMT tomorrow, and I said, what happened? And he's like, they made us stand up and do this chant. So he goes, I stood up, took my headset off and walked out. <laughs> <laughs> but he walked to um, a first response, uh, ambulance station, I, don't know, I'm, I'm, I hope I'm not something called something else, but. <laughs> He, uh, I don't want to belittle them. They're, they do a great job, and thank you, first responders. But he kept moving, and yeah. he kept working, and he went to do stuff. He was willing to do anything to keep providing, even if it didn't pay the same, even if he wasn't comfortable doing it. Now, <laughs> it's all stand up. I stood up and walked out. That's a great story.
2: Well, and it goes back to biblical truth again. You know, we can back up most of our conversations. If not, we should back up every conversation. Yep with the bible the truth and so you mentioned it you couldn't sit still you wanted to provide for your family you just mentioned it, your dad could not sit still kept moving proverbs 16:27 through 29 says idle hands are the devil's workshop idle lips are his mouthpiece an evil man so strife gossip separates the best of friends wickedness loves company and leads others to sin mm-hmm. so if you're just sitting there wallowing in your own self-pity not doing anything your hands are idle we're at rest that's the devil's workshop. Yep. So the devil, he's he's the author of confusion. He's a liar, the father of lies. He's gonna start speaking into your your mind that's not activated. Doing selling cars. You didn't like selling cars, maybe probably because they weren't NASCARs. But you weren't you weren't Don't selling like NASCAR, them. Indy cars, Formula One. That's what I said. Look, they're making w- another w- left-hand turn. WWE. <laughs> 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 they're making another left-hand turn. That's great. But if you sit there and waller sports cars the the, the devil's gonna speak in your mind. Yep. You're not good enough. You lost your job because you're in a you're a moron, because you are not good enough. You're a bum. Your wife's gonna leave you, this and that and the other. You gotta get up. Gotta get you, you up. You gotta get up and you gotta move and you gotta do what God God has called you to do is to be the leader and provider of your family. Again, seven dollars an hour, but you're still moving. Mhm
1: and and i i felt like i i was able to go home and hold my head up high yeah that yeah it wasn't wasn't enough money to make the bills but i trusted god and um but at the end of the day i was able to go home hold my head up that i was doing something and i wasn't just sitting around the house twiddling my thumbs or doing home repairs or whatever it was it wasn't a vacation it was right. i was without work you know, you you were talking about um the Kingdom Men Rising uh book from Tony Evans. And I think it was in the first chapter, it may have been within the first page where he explains what a kingdom man is. And I think that was probably one of the biggest challenges that that um that I think I've ever read in a in, in a in a book was this is what a kingdom man is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And I, I I got done reading that, and I was like, huh. Am I that? If I'm not, how do I get there? Mm-hmm. And the, the the biggest the biggest point that he made was a kingdom man is somebody when he wakes up in the morning, and his feet hits the ground. The devil's shaking. The, the devil's like, oh crap, he's up. He's up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that one got me.
0: I even take it to a point to add that I want hell to know that I'm up, and I want heaven to know that I'm here, ready to serve.
1: Yep.
2: And that goes into the to the next point of of getting men into to biblical manhood is to get over. Whatever's in, in in your in your life, whatever obstacle is keeping you from saying, am, "Am I this? Am I this kingdom man? What's holding you back?" There's certain obstacles that can can hold us back from diving into the Word of God, talking to our spouse, spending time with our kids, and a lot of times for some people that could be work, mm-hmm. or it could be their gambling problem, or their sports addiction, or or whatever it is. You know, I love sports, but I'm not addicted to it. <laughs> when I was younger, I used to let it affect my life. Yeah. If my teams would lose, the whole weekend was shot. Or I had to watch every single minute of the game. I, I love sports. I want to watch them, but it's not my stronghold. It's not my my shtick anymore because I, I love spending time with my family,
1: my wife. So so kind of on, on that same point, uh, I just got back from the Rolex 24 Hours of Daytona. And for, for those of you who don't know, it's a 24-hour race, one of the biggest in the world. And this is probably the 8th or ninth consecutive race I've been to for that, for that 24 hours. I've just, I've not missed it in the last nine years. And, but the last three years, my wife and I made the decision we were going to take the kids and all the, we were going to make this a family affair. And the first year that it took them, I was really grumpy because I had certain routines that I did at that race every year. And I was, I'd be at the track from 10 o'clock Saturday morning to three o'clock Sunday afternoon and you get there a few hours before the race starts do all the pre-race festivities and then watch the podium celebrations and all that but this past year the kids absolutely loved going i didn't care how much of the race i actually watched
0: just being there together just and making a memory and spending time
1: being there having the conversations seeing my kids light up when they get to meet racing drivers that they watch on tv and cheer on Throughout the, the course of the race I mean we we watched Probably this last year was the most that we have watched Since we started taking them Maybe 18 hours of coverage 15 hours, something like that of, of the race But I didn't care Because I was there hanging out with them Enzo was he, We got him a camera for Christmas And he was standing there next to me Taking pictures of these race cars And he's, look at this, look at this I could care less how many pictures I took I was looking at what he was taking
0: the yep. most I've ever seen of a race is enough to make me take the greatest nap of my life. <laughs> Rat NASCAR racing to me is nap time. That's why it's not NASCAR. Same thing.
2: It's not. for for, for, my, for my How many what,
0: what kind cars. of turn do they what kind of turn do they make
3: look they're making another little bit
2: you a but you know what's good is, is you identified that because mm-hmm. you could have sat there in your grump. You could have been mad that they were there for the next three years. And your kids would have been miserable, and then they would have been mad at you. Daddy doesn't want us here, blah, 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 blah. You identified it. You gave it to God. And then, you know, with God, you can do anything. Apart from him, we can do nothing. Yeah. So it's it's a big step in becoming a kingdom man to say, I recognize and I identify this thing. And with God's help, I want to get over this. And we will move on.
1: You know, it's big, this is all in the same, the same vein, but you know what the, the biggest thing that makes kingdom men, kingdom men, and that's contrary to what Instagram tells you, that's reading this and studying this.
0: What do you guys think, um, what do you think the holdup is of men wanting to, to get involved with the church and serve and give their life to the Lord? What do you think?
1: It's not socially acceptable. And when, when churches are socially acceptable, they're not necessarily acceptable to the Holy Spirit, so they don't get the same conviction. And a desire,
2: yeah. And I think they also uh, equate some men would equate uh, loving Jesus as a weakness because, you know, a lot of people depict Jesus as a as a frail, weak. Jew read revelation, read revelation, <laughs> but yeah. he's a lion. Read, read the
1: prophecies of Jesus in the Old Testament. Right.
2: He's a he's a lion when he needs to be and a lamb when he needs to be. He's a perfect mixture of both lion and lamb. And this is why we started this podcast. To show men out there that we're sold out for Jesus, we love Jesus. He He is not a weakling. Mm-hmm. Uh, we strive to be like Him, and we can still be men. You can still be a man. That doesn't mean to to still hold on to things that you've done in your past before you're saved, but you can still be a man. You can be who He, he, who created, he created you, you to be. be,
0: and He'll help you change what needs to be changed. Just go to Him.
2: And I think it's a fear of giving things up. I mean, we're just talking about you. Got to you. Got to get over things. You got to. Got to give up things in your life. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, I'll just say it, deadbeat dads out there that haven't given up their childish ways. You know, they're still, they're still leaving their families on weekends and weeknights and going places and and not, and not taking their family. Uh, they're still neglecting all these different things because of what they want to do. Uh, nothing makes me more mad when I used to see uh, people on Facebook, on my wife's Facebook dropping the kids off the grandparents at this weekend so we can go get drunk. I mean you're 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 passing off your new responsibility mm-hmm. to go do that kind of stuff. It's it's it, it was angering
1: to me. But it's not to say that as a as a married couple you need weekends without without the children to get away
2: i just i just mean that, that's what they're doing they're were, they're were afraid yeah. to give up their their, their past so they're
0: I mean. intentionally right. dropping the kids off for that purpose for that that's purpose. not saying your kids can't go spend the night at grandparents house oh right? yeah yeah yeah. yeah right. Right. And, and, and wow dude need, you're harsh
2: <laughs> you need no, no no you need date nights date need, nights are extremely important you need date nights you need to have those nights and grandparents need, need to be with their grandkids and grandkids need to be with the grandparents that's not what i mean at all people well, we've, wow we've, i
0: was about <laughs> to say so every friday night and it's wonderful i love this setup Haley and I, we have a date night every Friday night because our grandparent, I have wonderful in-laws. They're the greatest people that couldn't be more blessed to be in a better family. Um, they want our kids. They want to spend time with them. Gabe's favorite two people on this planet. is his grandma and grandpa. That truck interrupted me at the perfect time. Sorry for the sound. Uh, I
2: want to say thank you to all the truck drivers out there. Cause if you have it, a truck brought it.
0: That's true. Yes, it is. Um, a, an electric truck. <laughs> no, <laughs> but the, and it's good for them to cultivate that. But Gabe, he his grandma taught him to play skip bow the card game. Loves it. He wants to play it all the time now. But he only wants to play it with Memo.
1: But leading your kids is, is only one aspect of of being a godly man. It's also leading your your marriage mm-hmm. and uh, and being there for for your wife and and making sure that that stays strong.
0: So leading, and now I want to I want to live there for a moment. So, if you're leading the family, who picks where the family yep. goes to the church—the man or the woman? Holy Spirit. Okay, and then through the Holy Spirit and the conversation, there is a mutual understanding of, "Hey, this is where we're going to go." Yep. So, you're saying the man needs to be involved in that decision? Absolutely. Just, just getting clarity.
2: And the kids do not be do not get to be involved in that no. conversation. Mm-mm. Do not. I, no, and I, I, I see it at our own church. There's kids that say, "I don't want to go in this class because my brother or sister is not in that class." You're different ages; it's it's different content, and and the and and parents say, "Okay, with this." And I'm I'm like, my kids have have may have said, "I don't want to go," but I'm like, "Oh, you're going."
1: Yeah. The kid, kids' <laughs> ministry that, that a church has affects some of that decision, but the, the Holy Spirit's going to lead you where where that is. And even if, if your church. Fortunately enough, our church has an amazing kids program, yeah. but there are a lot of churches that don't. But even if you're going to a church that doesn't, that doesn't necessarily mean that God hasn't pl- placed you in that church to fill that void. Oh,
2: 100 mm-hmm. percent.
1: And, you know, the, the old the, the, the saying of our, we're, we're Christ's body, we each, the, the church is, is part of the body, and we each maintain like a, a ligament or a piece of that body that we have to operate in for that church to operate according to the Holy Spirit. And there, there are times it, it, at, at our church. My, my spot is running that soundboard. Yours is teaching. Yours is working with with kids, and yours is running the live stream. Was was, and um, <laughs> but You
3: uh, got to get you involved. You always choosing violence. <laughs> <laughs> Took another
1: left hand turn. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that was a right hand turn.
1: But the, into the wall. The the, the family unit coming into that church can you can help build that that kids program in a smaller church that maybe doesn't have one and that's maybe what God has placed you in that church for. I know we're not talking necessarily about church Yeah. Family, well it's it's
0: men stepping up and making decisions. Yeah. It's eighty percent there's of the members of a church it's typically ten to twenty percent of the people volunteer and serve. So you have eighty percent doing nothing,
1: and the majority. And and really, I don't have the statistics right in front of me, but i read that even the majority of the population of the church is typically female, typically women. Mm-hmm. There's not mm-hmm. there's not a majority men going to going to churches, which is an inherent problem.
2: Well, I wish I would have looked up these stats, but the there is a stat, and it's it's one hundred percent accurate that if a family, if the if the wife decides to go to church very small percentage of the kids end up serving and going to church as adults. And then if the wife gets the man to go to church, there's a certain amount of percentage that he'll stick. Mm-hmm. But if the man leads and says, we're going to go to church, it's an astronomical higher percentage that the wife and the, and the kids will end up serving the Lord and attending church later on in life. And because it goes back to God is a God of order. We'll we'll talk about that all the time on this podcast because it's true. Mm -hmm. And what I mentioned, when I mentioned about the kids not being able to make the decision, I a hundred percent with agree with you, but it goes back to, I think Josh even mentioned earlier, you seek him first. And then the husband says, okay, wife first above the kids because the kids are going to grow up and leave us sadly one day, but our wife, our spouse is still going to be there. So we need to have that relationship with her, built with her and that the trust is built so that's that order and then
1: uh, but the other side of that order too is like you can't leave a decision that important up to a, a child well right because you, you you put about five you put you, you give a kid a five-year-old or six-year-old a choice of five hundred dollars mm. or a two, I, see or I, I think i said that video
3: two dollars yeah. trinket ten thousand dollars or two oreos and the kid opened two, two oreos, oreos. but right. yeah
0: you can make your pronoun decision already come on chop your wiener off men step <laughs> up and lead your families
3: but uh 93 probability everyone in the household will follow if the father starts first 93 93
1: that is huge if and the father starts attending but, church first you might want to you might want to save that link and put it into the, the show notes <laughs> that way yeah
2: <laughs> yeah i mean there's people that question our stuff and i and rightfully so i think i think it's okay to question so yeah put that in the link
1: but but evolution is fake that goes <laughs> to your point <laughs> actually the yes man talks we're going to be talking about that at some point in the uh in the future but yes. anyhow um but th- that proves your point that good good kids your blood yeah kids um kids can't make that decision but yet we see all the time at our church where folks can't come to sunday morning service because all oh, that's that's my kid's nap time is that time. Change their nap time.
0: Change the nap time. Right. You have the power right. to make like them.
1: You, you have the you authority. The first nap time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, like, it's the going and, and not forsaking the um, the assembly you're, you're, is insanely important.
3: You're about to get me fired up. <laughs> well, and it's not only
2: like that, but you're also teaching them at, a, at an early age that how you feel. Mm-hmm. The priority. Facts not. don't care about feelings. That's Ben Shapiro's famous line. And, and, it's I, true. and I, I love it because, well, oh, Speak- you sound heartless when you don't care about how people feel. I, I didn't say I don't care about how you feel, but facts don't care about your feelings. Yeah. Facts are facts, no matter how you feel about it or not. Have, have you seen Ben Shapiro's rap song? Yeah. Facts?
1: Mm-mm.
3: Oh, it's hysterical. You can chop things off your body. You can add things to your body. But you can't change the fact that you have different chromosomes in your
2: blood work. Off you, of this part of the rap. <laughs> no. No, this is, this is my rap song. Okay, I got you. you.
3: You can do all kinds of stuff to your body, but down to your genome, you can't change. No. I, I don't care how much they but, do to you, how much they cut off and add to you can't change the no. genetics of yourself.
2: No,
0: you can't. But this is why men have to be involved in the parenting process as well. You have to lead the family. If your wife's doing all the the chores at the house and the discipline and working a job, if she works,
2: you're taking yourself out. What are you doing? You, you can't. You
0: can't just be there. For the making of the child, and then leave it up to the mom grow up. It's it, when I was a child, I did childish things. When I became a man, I put childish, childish. things away. You gotta you, no.
3: All the if, men if, in if, today's if, age are still doing childish things or playing Call of Duty. If you were the same person saying.
0: that you were even a year ago, you're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. We should always be growing and changing and expanding uh, at the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And if you're not, then you're a child.
3: And no offense, to you guys playing Call of Duty if you're. No, I, I i I like yeah. I play but, video games. But, like, <laughs> but you I better like be a father when
1: your kids it, 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 prioritize it, it, your time. That's the key. In the business world, I mean, We we talk a lot about how if you're not growing, you're dying. That's kind of the same thing. If mm-hmm. if you're not growing, you're stagnant. And stag yeah. and, and stagnant water is not healthy water.
0: No. That was good.
2: Yeah, that's good, good conversation. Awkward so it goes, silence. goes back to the next one. Uh, we got to get going. Left turn. Got Quick, fill time. So we got to we got to get up. We got to get over our obstacles, and we actually now have to get going. And so when when tough times come, you know, it, Gideon even asked, and we're allowed to ask God. Gideon asked, "Why are you allowing these problems in my life? You know, why didn't you stop that from happening or solve these problems?" Mm-hmm. God knows what we need before we even ask, and. You know, God didn't even really answer Gideon's question because he didn't have to. Yeah. He might answer sometimes, but, you know, the angel is, is talking to Gabriel, and Gabriel asked through the angel, and then another charge comes. You know, he says, you know, instead of victimhood, God tells Gideon, go in your strength. Victimhood. Go in this your strength and deliver Israel from the hand of Midian. Even though Gideon asked again, me? You know, because we can even do that. I mean,. And flesh is going to say, I can't, I can't do that. God's not saying do it on your own. Mm-hmm. And so then ultimately he knew that he couldn't face many knights on his own, but with God they can take the enemy down. And so when we're talking about get going, the lame man from Acts 3 could have said, but, but I'm lame. But I've been this. You can't expect me to get up and walk. Victimhood. And my goodness, that word like you said that word who wants to be a victim
0: who wants to be always down and out and oh you're the guy
3: at starbucks that works six hours my health is bad my luck is
0: my luck is bad no you're lazy and you're you're comfortable being a victim and and being a parasite to society
1: if you're a victim you don't have any responsibility but
2: josh i work every day i'm not lazy i do this i'm still having these troubles because the because the enemy wants us to fail that doesn't mean you stop. It means you you work harder. Mm-hmm. I mean, if someone is actually coming after your family and try to hurt them, are you going to say, "Oh, he's already hit me three times"? And I, I'm no, you you keep moving. I'm going to shoot him.
0: There was a video going around that I, my <laughs> wife shared with me about um, if they ask a bunch of mothers, would you die or kill for your child? Oh, and no, I see no. That I video. wouldn't know the answer was the majority. I don't even think there was one yes.
2: I don't, I saw this too. I don't I think you're right. Like, are you no, kidding I me? I wouldn't kill. It's bad to kill. I wouldn't kill. You're a dead man. Or you, woman.
0: Come, you come after my kids. You come after my family. I will lay my life down for them. Yep. That's the love that we should be having for our family because that's the love Christ Excessive has for us. Excessive force. Right. Uh,
2: I don't want to kill for my kids, but I will. But, but I, I will. will.
0: You're right. Got to get moving. And once you once you get that call, uh, I believe it was Moses that he kept asking God for direction when they were in the wilderness. And God's like, why are you asking me? I already told you what to do. Go do that.
2: Yep. Mm, victimhood. I, that fires me up. <laughs> victimhood. Couldn't tell.
0: <laughs> so once you get going, what do you do?
2: Well, then now you just got to rely on the Lord. And now you have to actually get along with people. Yeah,
1: yeah. But I have to get along with them too. You have I to get along with people know, with other men,
2: especially, and 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 what that means this is where I struggle. It it, it is a struggle, and, and we, honestly, and I, we, I'll be
3: honest, I struggle with that. Well, we do too. Well, I, I do too. No, I, no just, I shouldn't say that. Like other men who are trying to be men, I'm great with that. It's back to the guy working at
0: Starbucks. Why do you go to Starbucks if it bothers you? No, this I'm much? saying <laughs> to the My example, go to Dunkin'.
3: Those guys who are who who are the little fairies running around dressed in a tutu, I struggle with those people. I know I need more of Christ's love in my life. I try to pray for that every day because I have I legitimately have issues with people like that. I just I want to take my crippled little hands and shake their little necks and be like, "What's wrong with you? Wake up!"
2: I think this is it, the hour draweth nigh. Jesus is coming back. You're going to go to hell. Uh, no, you're you're 100 <laughs> right. I, I struggle with that too, and I, I ask for a more. Uh, I, lo- I need a more loving, loving heart. heart. I, I will admit that to all but, of our listeners. I can't stand those people, but I think with with <laughs> being a man, you're allowed to have a righteous anger, mm-hmm. uh, and but don't take it out of them. Yeah, uh, don't treat people, and that's another thing. You know, a, a lot of people say Christians hate, 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 hate no. this, hate that. And, and no, my, we hate the sin because God's word says He loves the sinner, hates the sin.
3: And My wife will back me up here. Like when we're out to eat a restaurant and stuff like that, even when servers are terrible, I always make sure I'm a excellent tipper. Like she says most of the time, she's like, "You're an idiot."
0: Well, okay. that's true.
3: I know, but like I try to make those people's day. Well, we have to be the the mirror. We have to reflect Christ in our actions. Uh-huh. Even right. people like that that's wearing the tutu. Like <laughs>
2: he's stuck on that. He guy. is.
0: He is fired up. That's I am team. going to Starbucks to see what what gets gets him. I don't go to
3: Starbucks.
2: I'll tell you that right now. I don't support so liberal getting companies. Getting along, getting along means more so with other <laughs> other men of like faith, because we also see in society that the media is trying to separate like us, us to by do. race by denomination mm-hmm. i mean they're they're trying to tear everybody down i mean look at this israel palestine thing i mean they're they're making you have to be evil if you say i support israel <laughs> when the palestinians are the ones that are the are, are <laughs> they're terrorists are ter- they're terrorists the, the hamas i've looked that up i forget what the actual definition of Hamas, but i think it means war it's violence violence that's right violence i do come to
1: kill you <laughs>
0: Okay, that's not
1: so how they
2: talk, but okay. We have that's to like the Indian, Indian guy
1: off of like 40-year-old version. No, that's that's
2: that's like Jeff Dunham stuff. <laughs> All right, we got to get back on this topic. <laughs> Getting along with, the dead with even other and when I say other denominations, I definitely don't mean denominations that are not speaking the right. truth. But other men of God right, that I'll are trying myself. to be kingdom men. You you have to say I'm not better than you. I'm not bigger than you, whatever, no no matter what their their race is, their uh, their uh, nationality. We need to come together as men and say, hey, God created man in his image. Mm -hmm. And we need to say we're on the same page. We're fighting the same enemy, which is the devil. And we need to say we're coming together collectively as men of God. That's our next step. We're going to get along and we're going to push the darkness I, out.
3: I am far from better than anybody. I'm probably the least better from any of these anybody. I'm probably one of the most broken people in the world, physically. Like I'm, I'm no better than any of these people. I, I pray, like I said earlier, every day that God give me a much more caring heart than I have. My heart has become so hard in the past couple of years, and I I pray every day, hey, give me a much more caring heart. Because I would honestly, this sounds terrible, I would like to throttle some of these people and just say,
2: wake up. Again, that's another tactic of the enemy. He, he, he's trying to do that through the, the media that we see every day. Yeah. They're making us mad at certain cultures, certain races, and all this because of all the victimhood mm-hmm. that is being portrayed out there. But we as a church, uh, the family of God, we should be at least... The most authentic cross-racial, cross-cultural, and cross-generational institution on earth, obligated to live under God's authority, while enabled through His Spirit, Mm -hmm. we have to—and that's that's a direct quote from Tony Evans, by the way. That's—I don't speak that eloquently. (laughs) But (laughs) Ryan said, "I am not plagiarizing this." this. Yeah. So, but (laughs) collectively, we need to be that. And and Jared, you even referenced uh, this verse earlier about uh, Paul. He wrote. Even as me. the body is one and yet is, uh, has many members and all the members of the body, though they are many, are one body. So also is Christ. For by one spirit we were all baptized into one body. Yeah. We can't We can't do this on our own. And men, we talked about it many episodes ago. Find a men group, a godly men group, and stick to that. Don't say I want to be... Uh, a part of this group that's already established, you know what I mean? Because start one. men, men are weird, interesting beasts. We we it take us a while to open up, you know. But then when we do, we're good with our crew. <laughs> it gets yeah. weird, and then it gets weird. <laughs> this is it, it this gets, is our wolf
3: pack. We we don't. You look at a legitimate pack of wolves in the wild; mm-hmm. they don't go start new ones most of the time. You you're in that one for life, and when that one yeah. dies, they don't accept new ones. They just eventually all die.
2: That reminds me of another funny Instagram guy. The alpha people. Have you seen this? <laughs> I'm the alpha. Real skinny guy. Real skinny You see guy. the guy that does the you thousand. Wanna, no, that's that guy. His something.
3: <laughs> I seriously want to pay for a cameo.
2: You want to challenge me? And then he looks at this skinnier guy. He trained me. Yeah. He was my alpha. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, bro. Boy, anyways. You're a yeah, you're, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. But it's. It's a wake-up call, and we, we'll talk about this all the time when God, and we'll end on this, when God asked Adam, where are you? Our society is asking the question is, men, where are you? Mm-hmm. There's single moms. There's hurting children. There's churches. Get involved in your church. Volunteer your time and work toward the kingdom. The Lord is coming back. You need to be seen doing your father's business. That's my goal. I, when he returns, I want to be in the middle of whatever he has called me to do. But, but a, and the, I think this was from Tony Evans in one of his sermons. When we have bad fathers, leading to bad families, we have bad families leading to bad communities, bad communities oh, yeah. leading to bad churches, yep, churches yep. to county or cities, cities to counties, counties to states, and states to our country. And that's
2: the real trickle down effect.
0: And and if if men are not stepping up or Worse, they're contributing in a negative way than they're going against the kingdom. You're get out of the way, then step up or, 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 or get out of the way. But I want you to step up and I want you to follow the path that God has for you.
2: Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: I, I need my soapbox. Yes. yes. All right. For another episode of Mountaineer Kingdom Dude Talk, guys, just we need your help. Give us a like, share this, subscribe. Subscribe. That's I can't get that out of my head now. <laughs> yeah, subscribe. My, fault. We never um, said
1: subscribe. It's we, always been to sh- sh- share. We
0: want to we want to get as reach as many people as we can, and we can't do that without your help. Um, just and, and pray for one another. If you have a prayer request, throw it in the bottom. If you if you need want a question answered, we'd I'd love love answering questions. Love going to the Lord in prayer. Um, give us a like comment. Help us out.
3: Make sure you visit our website at mkdutalk.com Like he was saying, you can reach us at our email at m k. Do talk at gmail.com and also all of our social media, things of that nature. Most of our stuff is right there, right on YouTube. That's our main place that you can reach all of our past episodes, all of our shorts. Most of our shorts are. Quite interesting.
1: Yeah, they can get there. <laughs> <It's tough. laughs> it is I was just thinking about some of the comments that uh, that's been made on this one, how that's gonna look on the short when the AI breaks it all up. Can't wait. <laughs> hey,
3: look, he's making another left hand
1: turn.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I bet you that one gets left out.
3: oh uh, <laughs> yeah. So let's uh, <laughs> for <laughs> For the yes man, Jared, for of course always absent Andy. For the coach Ryan, our host Josh, uh, I am O2D2. I still can't say it without laughing. O2D2. 2 d 2 Nick, this has been Mountaineer Kingdom Dude Talk, real man, manly talk.